It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to College Football Live on what is a somber day. Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach died Monday night after complications related to a heart condition. He was 61. We begin this hour-long tribute with our reporter, Chris Lowe, who joins us from the campus of Mississippi State in Starksville. And, Chris, let's start with the initial reaction there, especially given how unexpected this was. Well, just a gloomy day all the way around. You know, it's, it's been raining all day. It's dreary. I had a chance to go downtown and talk to some fans and just really in shock. They just cannot believe their head football coach, Mike Leach, is gone. Uh, a lot of people wearing shirts, caricatures, portraits of Mike. Uh, I talked to one lady. She went trying to find some old T-shirts. They're all gone, but kid sizes. Uh, but again, it just happened so fast. And, and, and people were fearful this was going to happen. But here on campus today, and remember, the students aren't here. They left last week after examinations. But uh, just, just a really sad, grim day here in Starkville. Uh, to your point, it was so sudden, Chris, so I know that it's a fluid situation, but has the school indicated how or when they will remember and honor Coach Leach? Well, they definitely are going to do that. They've been working on it, uh, communicating with the family. They certainly want the, the Leach family to be involved in that. I think probably more realistically next week as opposed to this week, uh, they want to do that. They want to have fans be able to come here on campus and pay their respects to, to a guy that was beloved. I mean, he was only here for three years, uh, but was one of those guys, you talk to fans, they felt like they could reach out and touch. He never big-timed anybody, just a guy that everybody here felt like they really knew whether they didn't or not. On the football front, and far less uh, important, the team is set to play in the ReliaQuest Bowl on January 2nd. What is the plan going forward? Yeah, I had a chance to talk with interim athletic director Bracky Brett today. They absolutely intend to play that football game. Uh, the players are 100% on board. They feel like this is absolutely what Mike Leach would want them to do, what he would expect them to do. Uh, the team gets back on Thursday, the players do. They'll lift weights. They'll go back to practice on Friday, get ready. Zach Arnett will be the interim head coach in this bowl game. Uh, you look at all the tweets out there, all the social media messages, uh, across the board, and I think Will Rogers, just a touching tweet to his head coach, telling him, listen, I was there as a first grader. I remember that pass from Graham Harrell to Crabtree. Coach, I appreciate everything you did for me. I'll see you again soon. Yes, and we'll share a little bit more of that tweet and others in just a minute, Chris. But, you know, one of the things that I loved most about Mike Leach is that literally everybody has a story. If you've come in contact with him, if you spent time with him, if you knew him at all, you had a story. So I know you do. Can you share one with us? Well, sharing, picking just one is hard. It's like trying to pick the best Larry Bird pass ever. I, I go back to 2016. I had the pleasure to spend a whole week with Mike there in Pullman. I followed him around, went to meetings. I got to sit in his quarterback meeting, and you haven't lived until you sat in a quarterback meeting with Mike Leach. Uh, they talk about pass routes. They talk about getting guys open, a, a quarterback not going where he needed to go with the ball. And then it would go to the King of Sweden, to Sergeant Slaughter, the professional wrestler, 
He talked about hunting. He talked about a little bit of everything, the wildlife in the area. And you're just sitting there going back and forth, and you're looking around the room saying, is this really happening? It was almost surreal. And I get out in the hallway after the meeting. Luke Falk was his quarterback then at Washington State. And I looked at Luke. I said, is every meeting like that with him? And he sort of looked at me and smiled. He said, we managed to squeeze a little football in. A man of many talents, many interests, Chris. Thank you. And I will be talking with you more as the week goes on. And you mentioned all of the reaction via Twitter, via social media about the passing of Coach Mike Leach. And, and you referenced this one in particular, Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers. I was in first grade when Graham threw the ball to Crabtree against Texas. Thank you for giving me a chance as a 17-year-old from Wazoo to Mississippi State. I will never forget everything you taught me and the relationship we had. I will see you again someday, Coach. Bob Stoops, you may remember, hired Mike Leach to run the offense at Oklahoma. He had this to say, rest in peace, Mike, my friend. You'll always be cherished by Sooner Nation. Love and peace to Sharon and your children. Dana Holgerson, an assistant coach under Leach at Texas Tech, had this to say. Mike Leach was more than an incredible, innovative, impactful, successful, popular football coach. He was all that as a husband to Sharon and a father to Janine, Kimberly, Cody, and Kirsten. Brilliant, thoughtful, kind man who taught me so much in so many different ways. Rest in peace, coach. Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham posted this. The world of college football lost a great one today. Mike Leach was a close friend, and I will miss him. He was a person I always looked forward to conversing with, not only about football, but life in general. He brought a wealth of knowledge to our profession, and I admired how loved, how straight up and unfiltered he was. Truly a one-of-a-kind coach and person. My heart goes out to his wife and family in this devastating time. Mike, I love you, and we will miss you. And Jacksonville State head coach Rich Rodriguez stated thoughts and prayers with Sharon and the Leach family. Mike was an innovator, authentic, a brilliant coach, but more importantly, a great friend. We will miss you dearly. The defensive coordinator at Texas Tech with Mike Leach, Ruffick McNeil, tough, tough news to get this morning. Sending prayers and blessings and hugs to Sharon and the family. The blessings are going to come from you all across the nation in honor of Mike and what he's meant to so many. Love you, Mike. You will be missed, my friend. Hashtag swing your sword. And Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops, my thoughts and prayers are with Coach Leach's family and everyone with at Hale State football. I love talking football and everything in between with Mike. He was a great one, and he will be sorely missed. We say hello to Greg McElroy and Rod Gilmore, who join us this afternoon. And, Rod, I'll start with you. Simply your reaction and your memories of Coach Mike Leach. Well, Wendy, it's it's a very sad day. Um, my heart breaks for Mike's family, um, for college football, and for those of us who were able to call him a friend. Um, it's just profoundly sad. Um, I, I'm just shocked by it all, and I, I choose to to think about you know his impact uh, on the game, and for those of us around him, in, in a sport where coaches rely on cliches and are afraid to open up. He was refreshingly candid and open. And yeah, he cared about football, obviously, but he cared about so much more. I mean, he was so curious about people and their stories um, and so observant about things. I'm, I'm not wearing a tie uh, today because every time I'd see him before a game and I had a tie on, he'd go, 
I just, I don't get it. I don't get the purpose of the tie. When do you watch a game in a tie? And, um, you know, for 20 plus years, he, he always hit me with that, the tie issue. Uh, I just hope people realize that, you know, he's not known for the guy that was, you know, a little eccentric, uh, a character in college football. He was an amazing football coach. Um, his impact is undeniable. Uh, his air raid system is a huge part of football at every level now. Uh, whether teams run it completely or in part, from the pros to high school, everyone is using some form of that air raid and the four verticals and the mesh concept. And he used to tell me he didn't understand why people would look at a football field that's 100 yards wide and 53 and a third across, and instead they would gather up in the small, smallest pile in the middle of the field and try to gain yards. It just made more sense to him to, to spread it out and do things. So I, I think that'll be part of his legacy is just the impact he had in changing the game. And there are only a handful of coaches that have had that kind of impact on the game. And the other thing that gets overlooked when people talk about his coaching tree is the fact that he paved the way for people who never played the game to become head coaches, to really have a career in football. And that, that just says so much, you know, and, and Greg, there's, there's one thing I regret. Um, he used to ask me every year to come on down to Key West and spend a couple of days and fish with him and, and hang out. And I regret that I never did that. He's, he's just an amazing man. Well, I think it's, it's refreshing in a world in which so many people are trying to put up a specific image. Um, and so many people are trying to convene that they have everything all totally under control. And the, the image and the marketing and the branding of specific programs was tailored very much to just giving off the impression that the program's in such great hands. Well, Mike Leach just wasn't that way. I mean, he was unapologetically himself 100% of the time. I've known him for 20 years. Uh, and my time goes back to when I was a high school recruit uh, I committed to Mike Leach, and the reason why I committed to Mike Leach because he was so much more than a coach. He was an intellectual that had deep-rooted interest in all facets of life. And we would often have hour-long conversations during the recruiting process in which we didn't even talk about football. I remember thinking the first time I was going to sit down with him, being so excited about learning the nuances of the air raid system. Meanwhile, we ended up ending that meeting about 90 minutes later, having talked exclusively about architecture because he knew that I had an interest in potentially becoming an architect. So he, he had a, an amazing way of being able to connect with people. And it didn't matter if you were a billionaire living in Key West or if you're just someone that he ran into at Little Dewey's in Starkville, Mississippi. He could connect with everyone and could find common ground with everyone. And what I said at the beginning is he was unapologetically himself. He believed in what he stood for. He believed in his system. He believed both on the field and off the field and being true to himself. And there's two things that stand out to me. One was as a recruit, I'm sitting there in the stands in 2004. They were playing in the season opener against SMU. I was living in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. We drove down to Ford Stadium down in downtown Dallas to watch Texas Tech. I was a Texas Tech recruit. I was donning red and black all over the place. The game was a little sloppy, and at the end of the game, they were up 27-13 with three minutes left, putting the game on ice and essentially, you know, running out the clock. 
Well, Mike Leach doesn't run out the clock. He threw the ball, the final six offensive snaps, into the end zone, much to the chagrin of Phil Bennett, who was the SMU head coach, who had words with him at the middle of the field. And Mike said, that's our offense. That's just what we do. We don't run the ball. So I'm going to just keep doing what we do. And then I remember the last time I was able to call a game in which he really left an impactful impression on me was in 2018. It was the Alamo Bowl. He was coaching Gardner Minshew in what was an incredible year for Washington State. They were playing against Iowa State. There were three minutes left in the game. Iowa State had just scored a touchdown to bring it within two. They missed the two-point conversion, so they had to kick it back to Washington State and get a stop. Well, in most cases, a lot of the teams would opt to go a little bit more conservatively, maybe hand the ball off a couple times, drain the clock, force Iowa State to use their timeouts. Not Mike Leach. If you look at his offensive plan with three minutes left in the game with a two-point lead, he threw the ball on seven of the last ten offensive snaps, and the final three were kneel downs. He threw the ball down the field. We're not talking high percentage completions, down the field, because he didn't care. You can tell me about how you're supposed to put the game on ice. Well, I'm going to be me all the time and unapologetic about it as well. So I think those are two things, and I think that's applicable. We can talk about it from a football sense, and yes, that's clock management, that's X's and O's, that's football, but that's applicable in life as well. And that's what I'll remember from Mike Leach is that he was always, regardless of who he was with, regardless of what he was doing, he was always going to be true to his beliefs, and he was going to be steadfast in those beliefs as well. So I think his legacy, while we'll talk about it today from a football standpoint, it goes far beyond that with the way he approached the game and the way he approached life. Greg, I, I know you had the same experience that I did. You know, the day before a game, you know, you meet with the coaches and each and every time we met with Mike Leach, you know, you try to get him to talk about football. And he just would say to me all the time, I got four running plays. I got eight passing plays. What do you want to talk about? And then the next thing you knew, he was he was just really trying to find out more about whatever was going on with us. He, he knew that I'd gone to law school and he'd gone to law school. So we spent half an hour right. talking about law school, the good things and the bad things about it. But on that Friday before the game, football X's and O's, that, that just really was going to be part of it. That was not the thing that was going to happen. And everyone has tried over the years, but getting him to talk about that offense, it, it just wasn't going to happen because he cared and was curious about so much more. Well, he was also a big believer in not making things harder than they had to be, guys. To his point, these are my plays, this is what we do, and that's what we will do. He began his third season with Mississippi State this year and led the Bulldogs to an Egg Bowl win over number 20 Ole Miss. It was the last time Leach took the field in his illustrious 21-year coaching career. Gene Wojciechowski chronicles the life of one of the most original personalities in the game of football. All right, any questions? Do you believe in Bigfoot? What do you really want for Christmas? Coach, I know you have strong thoughts on weddings. Go elope. Trust me on that. It's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. You're like, you know, this weird basketball pass. That was the beginning of the end. Mike Leach was a martini mix of ingredients never seen before in college football. His coaching career, much like his 61-year-old life, was not only a road less traveled, but a road that didn't exist until he created it. His mind worked in mysterious, eccentric, and entertaining ways. He was an intellect and a football bohemian who didn't just push the envelope, but tore it up into little pieces. 
this guy's going like this, eventually he's going to lose. How else do you explain a football journey that never included playing college football? That saw Leach earn a bachelor's degree, a law degree, and a master's degree, and then follow his heart not to a courtroom, but to the sidelines, from the California desert to the coast of Finland, from obscurity to eventually head coaching jobs in the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the SEC. See, I'm going to get my grandkids one of these things. We're like one of the most constipated offenses on earth. He was a singular personality with a singular offense that broke records and defensive coordinators' hearts. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Leach never met a topic or a microphone he didn't like. I think candy corn's awful. It, you know, it's like fruitcake. I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. His stream-of-consciousness moments could have been pay-per-view. And his office was equally eclectic. Pirates, Geronimo, and this masterpiece. Once in a while, a pirate can beat a soldier, you know? He won 158 games during his distinguished 21-year career, led 19 of those teams to bowl games, and was the National Coach of the Year twice. But Leach was bigger than life, not because of those numbers, but because of a personality that embraced all things unconventional, even his death. When people write the Mike Leach obituary, how do you want to be remembered? Well, that's their problem. They're the one writing the obituary. I mean, what do I care? I'm dead. Leach was 61 years old. He is survived by his wife, Sharon, children Janine, Kim, Cody, and Kirsten, and three grandchildren. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everyone knew Mike Leach was different. In 2018, while most coaches were on the golf course in their downtime, Leach and a former Harvard grad traveled to Cambodia and Vietnam for a history lesson. While there, they came up with an idea that would become the most talked about and sought after class in Washington State University history. I've never worn a bow tie. Maybe when I was a child, I was a little clippy on things for church. When you think Washington State coach Mike Leach, you think dignified. <laughs> Understated. 
That's like the Costanza picture. Conventional. We found bones of dinosaurs and everything else, but we haven't found bones that I've heard of, of Bigfoot. But you never, ever think this. I'd be a big hit with the faculty club with this. I'd definitely impress some people there. Say hello to Professor Leach, who spent part of his off-season teaching a class called Leadership Lessons in Insurgent Warfare and Football Strategy. All right, we got everybody, we all set. I saw this natural parallel between insurgent warfare and what he does as a football revolutionary. We thought, hey, let's tie these two concepts together. Let's create the most fun class we wish we had when we were in college. So he says, well, tweet it out. He says, you're going to get some people that would like it. I go, I'll bet you we don't get 100. Leach was right. They didn't get 100 responses. They got almost 50,000 retweets and likes. It took an essay contest to help determine who was selected for the class. Insurgent warfare is okay, where's their strengths and how to avoid those? What's their weaknesses, how to attack those? Successful insurgents seek strategies that turn conventional opponent strengths into weaknesses. It's not I thought initially it would be fun, it could be weird. Hey, for the university, this is pretty good because we get our football coach out there amongst our students in a much different way than people see him. This week we're going to talk about suppressing rebellion and challenges. He's kind of like the great philosopher, uh, especially with the offense that he runs. You know, we're aggressive on offense. We push the ball up the field. When I knew this class was happening, I had to try. I had to try to get into this. Watching him break down game film was like one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. We want them to go full speed, approximately six yards deep, or in front of the middle linebacker, whichever comes first. In football, under the best of circumstances, and insurgency is trying to produce as much as possible with what you have. We compared WSU beating USC in 2017 and why WSU ran a shovel pass uh, in the fourth quarter to take advantage of the aggression of, of USC. And I compared that to how Lawrence Arabia decided not to attack Medina uh, when they were fighting the Ottoman Turks, instead to attack the rail lines instead. All right, big smiles. Thanks, Coach. Right, I appreciate yes, it. At the end of the five-week non-credit class, every student received a certificate and unforgettable insights into the one-of-a-kind mind of Mike Leach. And I have some brilliant plays on the board. I mean, look, I'm just telling you, it would dazzle you to the point you'd tell your grandchildren about it. A future president will sit down, and they're 60 years old, and somebody's going to say, tell us about your time at Washington State. I remember when Coach Leach taught this class on insurgent warfare and football, and I was one of those students in there. It will be one of those memorable experiences that people talk about for the rest of their life. We say hello now to Senator Michael Bumgarner. And Senator, first of all, you co-taught those classes with Coach. We're sorry uh, for your loss today, but uh, what a fascinating story, a fascinating person. How did the two of you meet? Well, we actually met through a mutual friend. Uh, I used to work for the Crown Prince of Dubai uh, after I left Harvard and uh, met a fellow in the Middle East who'd been a Texas Tech grad. We developed a, a lifelong friendship with a fellow named Ferhat Guvan. And Ferhat and Mike became friends after Mike left Tech, and they wrote a book together. So that was how we met. And then once uh, we, we were uh, here at Washington State University, uh, Mike very much uh, liked politics, and we bonded over a, a number of things. Both of our, our fathers are foresters, so we have that background. And we just developed this friendship that, uh, that grew and grew and, and eventually led to that class. 
Well, it led to that class, so you taught together. You also traveled the world together. So today we're hearing so many amazing Mike Leach stories. I can only imagine how many you have in the vault. Uh, but can you share a favorite story with us? Well, you know, there's there's a lot. Mike and I were in Cambodia and in Taiwan, uh, Istanbul, uh, Israel. And, you know, probably a, a couple of, of my favorites would be is, is I remember one time we were on safari in, in Tanzania and uh, – and we had all gone to bed and, and kind of on these trips, a lot of times you had to, to kind of keep track of Mike. I'd, I'd bring a friend or somebody that would, would, cause Mike's very intellectually curious. And sometimes he just kind of literally wanders off. I remember one time we were in Jerusalem and, and he wandered off and kind of got lost and ended up in a, had a great experience, but he ended up in a real Palestinian uh, uh, part of the, uh, of that part of the world and had a good experience, but we always had to keep track on him. And so late that night in Tanzania, I got up and thought I should go check on, on Mike. And it was we in the hours of morning and he had stayed up all night. Uh, with a local Tanzanian bartender uh, trading stories. And Mike was very intellectually curious about people. And they had shared stories about his culture and his family and Mike sharing stories about his culture and his family. And the, the, the fellow was very interested in cowboys and Mike was very interested in, in what it was like to get married in Tanzania. And I remember that they developed that friendship. And after that, when we got home, Mike was adamant that I had to, to figure out, help him find out uh, where that fellow lived. And so he could mail him a cowboy hat. And I think uh, we finally tracked that down. And I think, I think Mike spent 200 bucks on the cowboy hat and probably $600 uh, mailing it uh, to that fellow. But he just had that ability to make real personal uh, connections with the people when we traveled. And of course, there's, there's more anecdotes that I could tell you about funny stuff that, you know, Mike is very mischievous uh, when, when we travel. But that was just kind of an example of how he connected with people on those trips. And we've heard that so much today about his connection with just about everybody from all walks of life. Senator, thank you. Uh, we certainly appreciate that as we remember the life and legacy of Coach Mike Leach. Jeremy Schaap will help us do that as well. He'll show us another side of the coach who you hear was curious about so much more than football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to this special edition of College Football Live as we continue to remember the life and legacy of head coach Mike Leach, a 21-year coaching career. Jeremy Schapp joins us now with a look at what made Coach Leach beloved by so many, uh, Jeremy, for so many different reasons. That's right, Wendy. You know, in this increasingly homogenized and I might say bland universe of sports amid all the numbing coach speak with all involved living in fear it seems of saying anything interesting Mike Leach certainly stood apart he was interesting and interested in many things he was a scholar and historian an expert on topics ranging from the age of piracy and Captain Henry Morgan to the great Native American leader Geronimo. Before he went into coaching he was trained as a lawyer he graduated from Pepperdine Law School when he was growing up his hero wasn't Don Shula or Tom Osborne, but instead his fellow Wyomingite, Jerry Spence, the famed trial attorney. Mike Leach was one of the few head coaches in D1 who had never played college football. 
Back in 2018, we profiled Leach for E60, and frankly, we could only scratch the surface. Here's an excerpt. When Mike Leach wants to get away from everything, he comes here to Key West. What is it about this place? I mean, it seems easy to fall well, in love the, with. the biggest thing was, um, you know, you're in grade school and you got to color the map, you got to memorize the capitals, and I'm sitting here, what's this down here? I have to go there. It was always well, I might, I, a goal I, I, to I get might, to Key West. I, I might only end up in 10 states, but I will go to this spot down here one way or the other. Leach purchased a home in the so-called Conk Republic in 2009. The spirit of the island its legacy of piracy and iconoclasm stirs Leech's buccaneering soul. What's your, like, bar spot around here? Do you have one? Well, I'd go hang out at Captain Tony's a lot, and that because I know the, uh, the owner's a great guy, and so just, part of it's just uh, interested in talking to him, you know? Right. And there's a lot of folks there, and I, they stuck my name on a stool. <laughs> A lot of, a lot of. You're an honorary are... pirate. Hey, how you doing? Here's the thing about Mike. As somebody said, it's like tapping a balloon. You know, it, it, when talking to him, it, it, he drifts. Whatever you say, he'll drift into another subject. That's because he's seriously interested in the other subject. If you Google Mike Leach, the first things that show up are videos with your thoughts on Bigfoot and UFOs. Yeah, we found bones of dinosaurs and everything else, but we haven't found bones that I've heard of, of Bigfoot. Um, on Earth, they say, oh, well, we're the only ones. We're, I mean, really, why? Have you been to the other planets? Have you checked out the other planets? Why do you think it is that people in the media, people like me, feel comfortable asking you these <laughs> questions and you respond to them when no one else in your position will? No one else will just... Um, play along yeah i don't know i don't I, I think you know coaching's a tunnel vision profession no question i guess i think my ideas are as good as anybody else's so even though i suspect uh, there's no bigfoot uh, it'd be kind of interesting uh, if, if they exist and the legends are somewhat interesting anyway he's a one-off you could travel far and wide and you couldn't possibly find anyone even remotely like him, which is one of the most compelling things about him. Not yet 60, Mike Leach continues to win and to say what's on his mind, blazing his own trail through the college football landscape, which without him would be immeasurably less colorful. When people write the Mike Leach obituary, we hope uh, that's many years from now. Many, many years from now. How do you want to be remembered? Well, that's their problem. They're the one writing the obituary. I mean, what do I care? I'm dead. The only regret I'll have is that I didn't get to do more things, you know? Tremendous, Jeremy. And everybody has a different opinion, but I'll ask you, what do you think made Mike Leach so special? Well, he was just um, unique on the landscape of college football and, frankly, sports in general uh, right now, Wendy, right? I mean, his path um, 
to what he became was different. You know, we mentioned law school, and he grew up in Cody, Wyoming, um, right at one of the entrances to Yellowstone uh, National Park, and all these different interests. You know, he he you know, he decides to be a coach and he goes to Iowa Wesleyan, you know, where he works with Hal Mummy, and then they go to Valdosta and then they go to Kentucky. And so he, he looked at everything as an outsider and he operated in some ways as an outsider. Um, you know, I was talking to his high school football coach and Cody, when we were doing the, the story and, you know, I mentioned he didn't play college football and that's rare for a D one college football coach. He didn't play that much as I recall in high school. I asked his coach, do you remember any big moments with Mike when he was playing? Any special plays? And he was a funny guy, and he said, uh, no, not really. I don't really remember anything like that. And yet he built this life in football, and, and he was teaching classes. He wrote a book about Geronimo with Professor Buddy Levy at Washington State. And he did. We keep talking about his curiosity, um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't um, superficial. It wasn't trivia. He wanted to get deep about things. And, and it made him um, interesting for so many people. And, you know, the, the few times I really got to spend any time around him, uh, I, I thought he was fascinating. You felt privileged to be in his company. Yeah, you know what, Jeremy, that, that curiosity wasn't contrived. And I think that was also a huge part of it. It was genuine. It was sincere. And we started out saying he was 100% himself 100% of the time. And I think that's a breath of fresh air, especially in the world we live in now. Uh, Jeremy, thank you. As you might imagine, our heartfelt condolences go out to his family. Uh, the Mike Leach family did release a statement. Mike was a giving and attentive husband, father, and grandfather. He was able to participate in organ donation at UMMC as a final act of charity. We are supported and uplifted by the outpouring of love and prayers from family, friends, Mississippi State University, the hospital staff, and football fans around the world. Thank you for sharing in the joy of our beloved husband and father's life. Bruce Feldman joins us now. He co-authored the book, Swing Your Sword, Leading the Charge in Football in Life uh, with Coach Leach. Uh, Bruce, thank you for being with us. What, uh, in your opinion, made Mike so different? Wendy, he was just so curious about everything in ways that typically football coaches do not allow themselves to be. So no matter who you were, if you interacted with Mike Leach, you had a unique story because he was like emotionally and intellectually invested in you just because he was always so curious. And I remember when we worked on the book, I was in Lubbock and there was a day where Leach was running practice and I was just kind of observing. There was a man who was pretty disheveled right near Mike. And so I went up to somebody on, I was like, is that a big booster here? And the person looked, he goes, no, I think that's a homeless guy who's like kind of been around the building. And Mike brought him out to practice and is basically talking to him about what he does. And that was kind of how Mike is or was. He would talk to anybody. And I think he, he knew what Mike wanted to do. He knew in terms of like, hey, this is how I'm going to run my offense and my system. And in that regard, Mike was really disciplined. Like he would not, if he was going to add two things or two plays or two concepts, he was going to have to take something else out. Whereas a lot of coaches have a hard time self-editing themselves. Mike didn't. He had a very distinct uh, viewpoint of what he wanted. I don't think how he was that much interested in what other people were necessarily going to bring to the table. Um, and I think that also made him really unique. And so when people say Mike Leach made a big impact on college football, I was like, it's way more than college football. It was all football because he really saw things in a really different way. And I believe the genius in Mike Leach was 
he saw he saw the simplicity in things that a lot of other people try to make really difficult. Yeah, Bruce, I, I said earlier, I think he was a big fan of not making things harder than they had to be, whether that be on the field or off the field with relationships or, or, or whatever you wanted to do with your time. Bruce, thank you. And you talked a little bit about uh, Mike Leach as an innovator, and that's what we'll look at next, a pioneer. He was the father of the air raid. It changed the game and produced so many offensive fireworks. We'll take a look at that coming up. Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury played under Coach Leach as a quarterback at Texas Tech and insisted he drew from his coaching style as well. Leach is often called a pioneer in large part due to his innovative air raid offense. When we were at Iowa Wesleyan College, some guy brought in this air raid siren and he turns that thing on, you know, and it's just, you know, loud as can be because it's echoing off those walls. Touchdown, Valdosta State. What? What? And just let it rip, right? Tantay, touchdown, Raiders with a second to go. And then after a while, him and his friends had so much fun with it, they just blasted for anything. The Pirate and the Air Raid offense of Mississippi State has come to the SEC. From there, they started calling it the Air Raid. Coach Dan Mullen joins us now. Coach, thank you. As we continue to remember Mike Leach, let's let's talk about the football part for just a minute. Coach, how do you think he changed the game? Well, I think he's such an unbelievable innovator of the game in, in what he was able to do, how he, he brought this offense um, that he believed in that wasn't, wasn't normal, you know, and, and you're, you're spreading the field, you're throwing it all over the place, you know, the four receiver sets, and he really believed in it. And he stuck with it. And I think that's one of the things that was really unique. I think it was great for him. When you look at the early part of his career, starting off at small schools where he got to really experiment and learn different things and, and, and learn about himself and tweak the offense without maybe the, the eye of everybody criticizing it on a daily basis at a high-profile school. And when he learned it and he learned his system and he stuck with that system. And I think that's one of the things that is is really unique in, in today's college football. You know, we all, Coach, have different perspectives, right? He had different relationships, whether with his family, his students, his players. As a fellow coach, you know, for a little a little bit removed, what, what was your take on Mike Leach? <laughs> I think all the coaches, one, respected him for what he was able to do. I mean, he went to schools and won on a consistent basis, um, at schools that weren't traditional winners. And, you know, you look and never, you know, having a winning season every year at Texas Tech, uh, going to a bowl game in six out of eight years at Washington State, uh, finishing it now his career at Mississippi State with a winning record. Um, those are not normal things when you look at the history of those programs. So I think everyone had such tremendous respect for him as a coach on the field. And I think coaches had a tremendous respect for him for – you know, football for coaches a lot of times and, and coaches are a little crazy and, and it's all consuming in your life. And he's someone um, that got outside the box and was really able to think about the game of football differently than everybody else. And then get away from the game of football and live his life beyond the field uh, in a different way. And, and um, you know, and, and the stories, everybody I know, every time I've been with Mike and been able to hang out with Mike, 
you've never had a bad time. I, I, I can't tell you anybody that's ever sit there and said, hey, you know, I got to hang out with Mike Leach for a day and I had a bad day. Everybody that's ever hung out with him has always had a great day. Oh, Coach, thank you. We should all be so lucky and, and said differently. I don't think there was a box big enough for Mike Leach. Thus, he was certainly outside the box. And I have to believe he'd want us to smile this afternoon. Coach, thank you. Uh, we'll continue Absolutely. Thank you. to talk about Mike Leach and the larger-than-life person and coach he was. We'll have a reaction from around college football and well beyond when we return. Welcome back to our tribute of head coach Mike Leach. Interesting, authentic, original, curious, innovative, a pioneer. Just some of the many ways Mike Leach is being remembered this afternoon. We're back with Rod and Greg. And Greg, uh, listen, we've talked about the man, the teacher, the person. Uh, he also had a lasting impact on the game of college football. What do you think his legacy is? Well, I actually, I know his legacy will live on through those in his coaching tree. And if you haven't taken five minutes a day, take five minutes, just look up all the incredible coaches that have coached under him. We all know the offensive guys, but you might be surprised when looking at how many great defensive minds also coached under Mike Leach, like Ruffin McNeil, Dave Aranda, Ken Wilson, a lot of great defensive coaches on that side as well. But what I think is fascinating, look, I grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the offense of the day when I was growing up and still continues to be is Mike Leach's air raid system. We took the field at South Lake Carroll with four wide receivers and lined up in shotgun 100% of the time. We learned that from Mike Leach and we learned that by going to their camp and doing things within the air raid system forever. And that became the offense that everybody in the state of Texas ran. And then it's now matriculated far beyond that of the Lone Star State as well. So I think what's fascinating, it's easy to talk about his legacy at the college level and even to a certain extent at the NFL level with how some of his concepts have navigated north, but the amount of people that learned football at the high school level and the amount of fans that we have of football that learned football through the prism of the air raid offense, I think is phenomenal. It's countless. Basically, everybody that played offense in high school at some point in Texas in the last 20 years learned some parts of Mike Leach's system. So we can all credit our love and knowledge of football in some ways to Mike Leach, Hal Mummy, and the entire Air Raid family, Rod. Greg, that's absolutely right. I mean, that, that Air Raid system permeates football at every single level. You know, you think about Cliff Kingsbury and Dana Hogerson and where they took the Air Raid. Mike Leach used to say to me he was kicking them out of the Air Raid club because he morphed it into having more running game, running plays into the air raid system, and he wanted everything to be pure. So that system is everywhere. The spread system, four receivers, five receivers, whether you're talking about the NFL or college games or different types of spread systems, he was really at the forefront of all that with Hal Mummy. I, I think the other thing that his legacy will, will be is, you know, he's a renaissance guy. He was a renaissance man and showed that you don't have to be a football coach with tunnel vision, and you don't have to be a football coach who played the game. He took a different path. He was so curious and such an expert at diving into things that he made himself just unique to the game. 
and, and I think the other thing that people will will miss about him is that he made college football fun. You know, he the wide open game and the the ease with which he talked to the media and to players and recruits recruits. All of that made a big, big difference. And I think his legacy will be for as much as he was off the field, as much as his air raid system was on the field. Well, you're right, Rod. Myopic is one word we have not used today, and I doubt you'll hear anyone use because he was quite the contrary, interested in so many things, but still had time to accomplish all of this. 158 and 107 in 21 seasons as an FBS coach. 19 of those 21 teams went to a bowl game, the most wins in Texas Tech history, and named a coach of the year twice in his fantastic career. Chris Bowler has logged almost as many hours in college football as did Mike Leach. And Chris, I know you also knew coach quite well, but uh, let's talk legacy for just a minute and how you see that. Well, first of all, Wendy, thank you. It's been a wonderful program. I've enjoyed hearing the various opinions and, and perspectives on Mike Leach, a guy that I'm going to miss a lot. Um, his legacy, as has been well described, will go beyond this current generation of coaches who learn from him and players who played for him, but the people that they influence. So when you get an original thinker like Mike Leach is, an original thinker in the way that an inventor is or an artist or an entrepreneur, perhaps, they have a legacy that goes way beyond their own lifetime because of the ones they influence, the ones they encourage to also think originally, and that will continue to be passed on down, as was said, not just on Saturdays, but on Sundays. It wasn't just college football. It's the sport of football itself. Then there's the legacy that he leaves of, as just an interesting person. Jeremy's piece was wonderful. Um, it made me think of a lot of the times that I've had with, with Mike and conversations that would take crazy turns in a delightful way. And you'd always learn something. And you always felt like he was humble enough to feel like he could learn something from you. Uh, he was interested in your stories. He would ask lots of questions. And you always felt like he wasn't going through the motions. He actually wanted to know about you because as much as he knew, as wise as he was, he always felt like he could learn from other people. Chris, it, it, it's fascinating, really, to hear all the different perspectives. It, do you have uh, any one story or one memory or even <laughs> one word that would describe Coach Leach for you and your relationship with him? Well, he, he, original is the, is the one word, Wendy. But I, I think the stories, like, like so many others, we would talk about topics so far from football. Sometimes there'd be a couple of drinks involved. There often were, but there didn't have to be because Mike was just eager to talk about things like wildlife and sharks, obviously history. He loved Wimbledon. He was always fascinated picking my brain about Wimbledon and, and you know, going different places in the world. And, and, you know, we had a conversation on the field this year before Mississippi State played Alabama, which was a fairly important game, where he was talking about one of his assistant coaches who had a lot of kids per times at the plate. And it was, it was a <laughs> bizarre topic fertility to talk about before a game and up, up walked Nick Saban and he would start laughing and smiling. He couldn't believe Leach and I were talking about this. And eventually I just left them to talk amongst themselves. But that was just an example in, in the most generic setting where none of those pregame conversations are ever very interesting. And there was Mike Leach bringing up something I never dreamed we'd be talking about. And, and that, that was just him. And, and I think Jeremy said it well, we, we miss the true originals uh, who make makes sports and life interesting. And those little conversations he had with reporters at press conferences will live on forever on YouTube, whether we're talking about Halloween candy 
or what's the toughest mascot in the Pac-12, I would encourage folks who don't know much about him to, to look up that part of his legacy because he was a, a fascinating person and there will never be another one like him in the sport. You know, Chris, we often throw around one of a kind. In this case, it is completely apropos, and it is also accurate. Thank you, Chris, for remembering and honoring Mike Leach. And Rod and Greg, I want to get your final thoughts. I will say this. If you haven't seen the mascot thing, far and away among my favorite takes from Coach Leach, because it also makes a ton of sense. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But, Greg, I'll ask you any, any final thoughts this afternoon. Yeah, I just, I'm so glad that he's being celebrated the way he, the way he deserves to be. Um, I think more than anything else, like take, take a few minutes today and just think, obviously, and send your prayers for his family, um, those he's survived by. But continuing to know that there are more than one ways to skin a cat. There are more, there are more pathways to victory than some people might imagine. And I think that if you can continue to apply that logic for Mike Leach. I mean, I think it's very applicable in all walks of life. So I uh, love Coach Leach. We'll miss him greatly. And, and I'm certainly thinking about his family. You know, Greg, I'm going to miss the random phone calls I would get from him when he would be recruiting in the Bay Area. And he'd call and say, I just left a home. This is what I had for dinner. Anyway, what an amazing man. What an amazing life he had. And college football, us will miss him dearly. There's no question. And I tell you all, today has been a privilege. Uh, it was a privilege to work alongside Mike Leach, a privilege to remember him. We think of his family, but also say thank you for sharing him with us.